You're listening to The Brazen Truth. I'm Tiffany Cater, and today we will be talking about homosexuality with my guest, Pastor Bethany Whitmer. She and her husband, Pastor CFTN Chandler, a thriving church in the heart of Chandler that is absolutely on fire for Jesus. This church really loves people and it shows. I'm so excited to delve into this with you guys today. So get ready for this episode of The Brazen Truth. really excited about this episode and um, I could think of no one better to ask to be a guest on this episode than you because you're a pastor and because you love God so much and because you love people so so much that's your life that's your heart you have such a servant's heart um, and you have such a heart of compassion and love for people and I love that about you I love that about you and I, I strive to be like that um, so with this topic about homosexuality it requires that Christians have a heart like that. It requires that Christians have a heart of compassion and a heart of understanding, not just love the sinner and hate the sin or whatever, not just like that in the very Christian-y terminology that we put it in with no heart behind it, but in a sense that says, hey, you're not telling them that they can't have their favorite kind of ice cream. Right. You know, you're not telling them hey, stop watching pornography. It's not just a matter of the flesh or the matter of the body. It's a matter of the heart. People who are who are gay, who are coming to God, aren't coming to God to get straight. That's not the purpose. God wants them to just draw near to him because he loves them. He loves them so much. Yes. So, um, you know, we have kind of compiled a few questions that we want to ask and kind of discuss in the next 20 minutes. And, um, you know, we don't have all the answers. Right. That's what I was about to say. I mean, it's it's an honor to be here. And, um, you know, it's so funny because when The Brazen Truth was first um, introduced a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have so much to learn on this subject. So when you invited <laughs> me on the show, I was like, well, maybe I'm just here to ask the layman's questions because there is this is uncharted um, discussion in the church. Yes. And honestly, I think um, so many of us are going to learn throughout the podcast. I'm really excited. It's an honor to be here, but um, I think it's going to be uh, um, just full of so much information and that we're all really going to grow from this. So I am thankful that you started this. I believe it's a calling from God and that it's really what the church needs today. Absolutely. I, I agree. And you know, it's not like the church has never talked about this before, but right. they either A, don't talk about it at all because they don't have the answers, or they just shut it down with a thou shalt not, you know? Right, yeah. Or B, they say, oh, it's more of a general guideline than a hard and fast rule, you know? They yeah. kind of um, sweep under the rug what the word actually says. Mm-hmm. But you either believe in what the word of God says, or you don't believe in it. Right, yeah. And I, I think it's a it's a dangerous line that the church kind of goes back and forth on of, you know, um, with today's society, just kind of going with the flow and, you know, um, and not acknowledging the truth or the other extreme of completely canceling out God's love for these people, their life and their heart and the things that we all deal with, you know? And so, um, I just, I'm really excited about this. 
you know, having said all of that as kind of the foundation, um, let's just take turns um, asking these questions and uh, we'll do our best to answer them. Okay, great. Um, the first question is, is why would God make me gay and then condemn me for being gay? That is a great, great question. I think that people can be born gay. Mm-hmm. That's, I know, is a taboo thing to say in the, yeah. in the church community. But we talk about generational curses all the time. Yep. We sure do. Yeah. So if generational curses are a thing, then why can't someone be born gay? We're all born into sin, okay? Right. I like I like the way one pastor put it. Um, I was born angry. I I had so much rage. You know what I mean? So it's it's right. a sin, and it all lines up. I always try and tell people, um, you know, being gay does not make it a greater sin than you know having sex with your boyfriend or you know what I mean? Right. It's it's a sin, and it's and for some reason the church has magnified it greater than other sins. But God right. doesn't see it like that. They almost expect their teenagers to go have sex with, with whoever. They would much rather that. Right. It's, or struggle with a pornography addiction. Yes. Or they, they elevate this, the sin of homosexuality above all of the rest. But and it's, it's, a, it's a heart. It's a yeah. heart issue. It is yeah. a heart issue. It's a heart issue. And all sin is there to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy yep. your identity. Yes. So the next question I want to ask is nature or nurture, which we kind of already covered that. And that's been a, a question, you know, there's it's just really hard for people to wrap their minds around why would God create me in a way that I'm not supposed right. to be in. I, and I like your reasoning with that with the generational things. Right. You know. And God doesn't create generational curses. No, he does know? not. He doesn't make that a part of our DNA. Yes. In fact, he... he he died on the cross so that we can be not only forgiven of our own sins, but so that we can break those wow. generational curses. That's so good. And then like a, a, like a physical um, description of that would be, uh, you know, someone who is a, a, an addict, a drug addict, and, and their baby is born addicted to crack. Right. You know? Or people who have parents who, who have killed themselves, you know? Right. Sometimes struggle with suicidal thoughts. Wow. So, you know, it's a it's a very strategic thing. And the blood of Jesus breaks these chains in Jesus' name. And I think the great, the enemy's greatest um, plan is to create a great divide, a wedge of you are so different from yes. the church. You are so different from what God has intended. You are separated People feel like they are the only ones who struggle with it. So that's why I'm so thankful that you're exposing it for what it is. Yeah. And, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg. Yes. This is the tip of the iceberg. So we're... We're going to go through so many other um, discussions, and I'm sure we're going to have this discussion again. Right. You know, God's uncovering things, but that's how you get someplace, by talking about yes. it. Yes. By talking about it, yes. you know. We can't be afraid to, and we have to understand that we're doing this in love and partially in ignorance. You know, all mm-hmm. we know is what the Word of God says. Right. That's all we have yeah. is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. I tell people, like, people are like, oh, you want me- I'm gay. You want me to just be single for the rest of my life? Because I'm never going to be with someone that is a- of the opposite gender. Right. You want me to experience that loneliness? How easy it is for you to say that. Right. And, you know, I yeah. say that, well, first of all, you-, you come to Jesus not to get straight. That is not the goal. So good. That's, That's so not true. the goal. Jesus yeah. wants a relationship with you. Yeah. And there are people who have come to Jesus, who've had encounters with Jesus, who have changed forever, and they end up become getting married to someone of the opposite gender. Right. And those are beautiful stories, but it doesn't work out like that for everyone. It doesn't, no. But Jesus was single his entire life. Mm-hmm. His entire life he experienced loneliness to that degree. Jeez. And even more so. Even yeah. more so. So he, I, I believe he did that because some people... And I, when people come to Jesus... 
I don't want them to be thinking, if I come to Jesus, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my right. life. Yeah. Don't do that. Just come yeah. to Jesus. Get to know him. Yeah. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. That he is a promise. He works through our mess with us. He works through our, our heart with us, and he doesn't expect us to come with it together. Come right. to him together. You right. Know, put together. Come as you are. Yeah. You know, come as yeah. you are. Yeah. And, um, it, you know... It, it is hard. It is easier to say that when you are in a relationship, you're happy, you know. Yeah. I understand. I understand that what we're, what we are saying mm-hmm. is not an easy thing to say and it's not yeah. an easy thing to receive. Yeah. But God promises he will never put us through anything that we can't bear. Right. Never put us. And you know what else he promises? Mm-hmm. He promises that whatever you give up for his sake, he's going to bless you a hundredfold. Yeah. You know, if you give up someone that you love for him, mm-hmm. that he sees that. Yeah. He sees that you had to do that and no one else had to do that. I didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You know, he, he sees that sacrifice that you're making that is a very difficult sacrifice. Yeah. And he will bless you. And that's my, pr- and that is my prayer that God would honor that decision because for the church to demand someone who is homosexual to release who they love, you know, some people are even married to that person now because it's legal. They have kids. They have kids. So I don't, I don't even know. I can't even <laughs> begin to try and dive into that. Right. But, but for the Holy Spirit to really fulfill and I supernaturally fulfill that area in their heart because that is the last thing. And I, I that's that's another re- reason I love um, the brazen truth is that that is knowing that that's not what God has for for anyone struggling with homosexuality, right. you know. Right. And you know what? I say I want to see gay people at church. Oh my gosh, yes. I want to see gay people at church. I want them to bring their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. And I know that it's kind of like, you know, people complain about them reading books about gay people in their elementary school or whatever, you know, the, the kid, and they want to protect their kids from seeing that stuff. But I'm saying that the kids are seeing that stuff. Right. Period. They're oh, seeing yeah. that stuff. You think they're not seeing that stuff? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on the Disney Channel. And I you know, think both, <laughs> both straight and gay people could agree that it's trendy right now. Well, it's not just trendy, but if you come out as gay... Automatic hero status. Accepted. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, elevated to yeah, hero status. Yeah, you're so yes. brave. You're so brave. And, you know, it, it's very tempting because you could you could live a horrible life and then come out as transgender or gay or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say, you are my hero. You know, our kids are seeing this stuff, mm-hmm. and if we don't explain to them, like, hey, this person is in a relationship with someone of the same gender, mm-hmm. and we know what the Bible says. You know, tell them what the Bible says about yeah. about that. Yeah. But also tell them what the Bible says about gluttony, Come about on, yeah. all the other things, I, pornography, I heard you know, it, sexual sin in general. Yes, and I heard it said that your child should be able to tell you anything that they want to without your jaw dropping. Yes. Anything. And I think that that's what we have to do is remove the shock and, the, the shock and awe factor that the enemy has tried instilling into us. Um, and allowing the open discussion with our children and, and them to be so transparent with their their truth or their struggle or what, whatever it is and walking them through it and understanding that the one is not greater than the other, but that their heart is the most important thing to Jesus. Oh my gosh, yes, you know? that is so true. Like, if your child comes to you and tells you, hey, I am gay 
or I am mm-hmm. struggling in this area. First of all, you have to realize that if you already haven't laid that foundation of, hey, you can come to me and talk to me about anything, Mm -hmm. if they're too petrified or terrified to talk to you about those things, there might already be a foundation of a lie there. Yeah. And that is, hey, you're gay. That's who you are. Mm -hmm. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you and is a bad guy. Yeah. So they might already have that kind of culture established as a foundation in their mind. Yeah. So we have to go into it with that awareness, go into it with the knowledge that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It can pierce even through the spirit and the soul, the Mm -hmm. bone and the marrow, you know? So it's alive and active. We have to understand that even if they might not respond well in the moment or in weeks to come, months to come, years to come, Mm -hmm. you pray for that child. You pray for them, you show them love, you show them um, that God, his heart is ever seeking them, is ever looking for them, searching them. He'll leave the 99 to find the one. And then when he finds that one, all of heaven rejoices Mm -hmm. as if that one is the only one in the whole world that matters. Yeah. You know? That's so good. So establishing that instead of, um, you know, freaking out. Right. You know, I think we, I think one of our weaknesses and failures as parents is that we take it personally. Why do we make it about ourselves? Embarrassment and pride. So much pride. Yeah. Yeah. What are people going to think about me? Yes. Like not even what are you going to go through? Not even, (laughs) right. Not even what are you going through? What is going on in your heart that, that brought you through this? And, and do you even know that God loves you? Do you right. even know that he is for you? No, right. we immediately take, and I know I for sure have done that. Right. I, I make it about me. And right. it is pride. It is pride. The church has struggled with pride for a long time. Right. And then when we see a pastor whose kid, you know, oh. at, if they're like, a, you know, in college or whatever, and they decide yeah. that they're not even just gay or they just backslide or become a stripper or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like immediately, immediately we think, oh, what did they do wrong as parents? Oh, yeah. So yeah. it goes both ways, you know, the pride thing. And then when our kids go through things, that's immediately what we think of. What are yeah. people going to think that I did? That I did. I yeah. mean, the truth of the matter is, is that we do make mistakes. Everyone makes 100%. mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone makes mistakes in parenting. And oh there's a million gosh. books out there on parenting, but you never really know if those things are legit until those kids that were parented under that grow up. And even yeah. those kids go through stuff, oh, you know, yeah. because people are people. I they mean, make their, their own decisions, you this know? This is why I'm terrified to write any type of... Uh, <laughs> we're going to write the perfect blend book, you know what I mean? Right. But it's going to be all based on stories of our failures because that's how we got... Uh, we Thankfully, by the grace of God, we live because, he, you know, he walks us through our failures into right. success. <laughs> and it's not like only failing forward, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Failing forward, yes. Mm-hmm. Not only does he walk us through our failures, but he takes our failures and he just says, check it out, watch this. Yeah, Check it out, watch this. That's I mean, how he likes to show off. Yeah. And for anybody struggling with homose- homosexuality, their sexual identity, God likes to show off through our stories. And, he, and yes. I do believe... That he has a beautiful love story. It all looks different. Right. You know what I mean? But he does like to show off through our story. And I I so honor you for showing, you know, he's showing off through your story even. And um, your transparency is breaking off the lies of, you know, that the church has put on people. Not just the church. And I love the church with all my heart. It's just because the church is filled with people and we have put this judgment on homosexuality that I believe God is exposing because it's it's not his heart. 
It's not yeah. his heart. He says, come to me. He says, come to me. I yes. love you. Don't worry about your what you're wearing. Don't worry oh about what gosh. you're struggling with. Don't worry about where you are right now in your life. Just come to me. Yeah. And he will He will answer your prayers. He will hear you. Yes. You ask for help. You say, hey, I'm in this relationship. I don't know how to get out. Please help me. Yeah. He will help you. Yeah. It doesn't always feel great when he helps. But right. he will help you and he'll comfort you. When you are going through that pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And you know. Talking about the church. You know. Say. Lucifer was the most beautiful angel in heaven. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to manipulate religion. He knows how to use scripture verses. Yeah. To tear people down. You know. We talk about the word of God being a sword. You yes. know. Sharper than a double-edged sword. But when Lucifer tempted Jesus. He did it with scripture verses. Wow. When Lucifer went and tempted Eve, he did it with the word of God. Did God really say? Mm. You know, so he knows verses, scripture better than we do, probably. So, yes. you know, we have to keep that in mind and um, and not idolize the people in the church. Go back to go back to what the word of God says. If someone hurt you in the church and this is what I'm noticing in the church, Christians who have walked away from God because of their their um, homosexuality is that they there's so much church hurt there that that they almost see it as the heart of God and that's how God sees them and this is why I'm no longer saved. Yes. You know? And that goes for not just homosexuality but for anything. I mean really any struggle. Right. Yeah. Any struggle or conflict. And people say, Well the word of God says it. I'm just saying scripture verses, you know, thou shalt not and then they go through all the they they call them the the hammer verses because they're mm. the the ones people use to hammer gay people with. Yeah, um, and I, I don't oh, like yeah. to, I don't even like to say gay people because that that sounds like that's their identity. You know, right. people yeah. who struggle with homosexuality or same sex attractions. Yeah, um, they use these verses to kind of just bash them. Mm-hmm. And really, God God does not want us to use verses to use scripture verses to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it says sharper than any double edged sword, I always think of the surgeon knife it has to be the right timing under the right circumstances in the right place i love that and the holy spirit has to be the one that is guiding yes infused by love infused by love yes do hey the all the law all the scripture verses are summed up in these two things right right love god yes love people yes those two things the bible says It doesn't say, hey, they're going to know that you are mine because of how smart you are or how many answers you have or whatever. (laughs) It says that they're going to know that you're mine because of how you love each other. Yes. You know, not diminish each other's struggles or, Mm -hmm. you know, talk condescendingly to each other. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's none of those things. It's not religion. It's how you love each other. And that's what he's beckoning us to him with is his love. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. We overcomplicate things. I know I definitely overcomplicate things. Me too. Um, So go ahead and ask that next question. Okay. I can't change who I love and I can't change my feelings. How can I have a relationship with God? Yeah. And, you know, I believe we've kind of discussed that already Mm -hmm. too. Um, Well, why, why don't you take this one? My thoughts are, and we kind of touched on it in the beginning with, um, you know, thoughts on how love has kind of been painted as this this picture of this wildfire of passion yes. and feelings and emotion. And, you know, um, you know, I think you talked about it in your first episode, you know, Romeo and Juliet, this crazy, like, the world is against us, but we're unstoppable and you die, I die kind of thing. Oh my and gosh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of relationships end, you know, with both parties being wrecked, 
Right. Straight or gay, whatever. Right. You know, and so um, I, I think it goes back to, you know, you kind of not feeling like, like you have to have it figured out uh, um, that you can come to God just as you are, you know, and not worry about ending your feelings for someone else. You know, um, not worry Bring about Bring them to church changing. with you. Bring them to church with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone asked me the other day, is our church um, gay friendly? Right. You know what I mean? How do you answer that? I, you know, I, I just told her, I said, well, we love gay people. What I, right. You know, we always speak the word of God. We don't steer away from the word of God. Right. But that's with every area. And that's not exactly what they're asking. Are you gay friendly? Isn't, hey, do you think that what I'm doing is right? Right. You know, I think... I was kind of surprised because I think her question was more directed as, are they allowed? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Like, I was actually kind of sad by the question because, you know, if the, Jesus straight drew a line in the sand and said, if you haven't sinned, don't cross this line. You know what I mean? Right. And so if we're drawing, drawing a line in the sand at the church, you know what I mean? And right. then nobody could come through. Right. You know? And so it, when I told her that, you know, and I did clarify, we do... We do believe the word of God. This is what the word of God says, but we love people. I mean, the word of God says a lot of things about all of us. We're constantly having to, to check our hearts. Takes us from glory to glory. Yes. Yes. And so she was super happy by that. But, um, I just think it's the, the, the expectation of the church that has to, you know, that has to change of one sin being greater than another, one sin being dirtier than another. Yes. And it's interesting because you know me and Paul have our beef, but he did say something one time that was really profound um, when I was reading it, especially in this context. He was talking to the religious people or the church Mm -hmm. people, and he was talking about sexual morality. And he was saying, yeah, people who willingly walk without repentance, without any motivation to change in this lifestyle will Mm -hmm. not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he was saying, hey, you hypocrites are no are no better than them. Are <laughs> yeah. no better than them if oh you're doing gosh. the same thing. Yeah. And then he says, do you not know that God's, that God's kindness will lead mm-hmm. them to repentance? Yeah. Do you not know that God's wow. kindness will bring them to repentance? So we like to elevate ourselves to these places of greater than thou or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that God does bring us into victory. He yes. does take us to, from yes. glory to glory. You know, he, he makes us... Um, righteous. Right. Yeah. But as like how Pastor Kyle was saying yesterday, you know, I am the the chief of sinners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm the chief of sinners. That was also something Paul said. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that, reaching out to people, welcoming them. And I would, I would just say for people who are struggling with homosexuality, I use the word struggle with, because there's a difference between struggling with sin and embracing it. They should be encouraged if they feel the inner turmoil, you know? Right. It's really hard once you quit feeling the inner turmoil because it's almost like a hardening of your heart, which obviously there's hope for everybody. There's hope for everybody. But if they're feeling, you know, if there's any listeners feeling conviction um, in this area of their life, be encouraged. Be encouraged. And, And God cares about every intricate detail of our lives he cares about you he cares about um the struggle you know but most importantly cares about your heart your future you know and and your love life yeah he does care about that he does yeah he cares about he he knows how many hairs we have on our heads i know yeah he cares about the details of our life yeah 
Yeah, I love that. I, I encourage people, do the next thing for Jesus. Whatever season you're in, you do the next thing for Jesus. If you're struggling in this area, you do the next thing for Jesus. That does not... Um, it does not identify who you are. Yes, Christ identifies who you are. Exactly. Yeah. A thought doesn't doesn't say doesn't um, determine who you determine, are. Determine. Yeah. But we think of David, King David, who sinned with Bathsheba. You yeah. know, he saw her. He sinned with her. And did he at any point stop being king, or a man after God's own heart, or a man after God's own heart? And you know why? Because he repented. That's the difference wow. between David and Saul. Saul never repented. And he rejected God because he never repented. Yeah. And so God rejected him as king. Yeah. David sinned in a big way. Not only did he have an affair, but he kind of had her husband killed. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I, obviously I'm not justifying David's actions at all. <laughs> Don't do that. Just do the next thing yeah. for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean that you can just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. dust it off. And But no, it does actually. It means that you can get up. Get up. Get up. Yes. Like, I don't care how hard, how hard you fell, how many people saw mm-hmm. you fall. A righteous man isn't righteous because he never falls. He's mm-hmm. righteous because he gets up. Yes. And that's that's the main message of what I wanted to, to share with people. People who struggle with same-sex attraction, who yeah. struggle, with, struggle with homosexuality, who identify as gay, yeah. and the church. The yes. church. You know, I want them to... Open their hearts, mm-hmm. open their homes, open their lives and yeah. to people who struggle in this way. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, you know, this is I, this is a very um, broad subject. We talk about homosexuality. This is the tip of the iceberg. Yes. There's so much more content yes. that belongs in this conversation, and mm-hmm. we're going to have this conversation again and again. Yeah. Um, I wanted to um, specifically speak to how the church should respond, how the church should open their doors, welcome people, mm-hmm. and um, what Jesus thinks about people. Yeah. What his heart is for people. His yeah. heart is to, his loving them. Yes. You know, his heart is for compassion. He knows, he knows what you guys are, what they're going through. Mm-hmm. He knows what people who, who struggle in this way are going through. Yeah. And, um, he knows it's like a death, you know, yes. it feels like that. Yes. And I, I think that not only does he, does he know it, know these people's hearts, but he, he like, I feel like they're highlighted. You know, if you read in, in the word in the new Testament, Jesus highlighted people that struggled it, with certain sins and I believe that that um, if you're you know if you're struggling with your your sexual identity um, today that you're highlighted that he sees you in a crowd of faces that he cares for you not only does he care for you but that you're special he does not see you as you're gay he sees you as you're his yes and um, I you know um, want to especially apologize for the church for for putting a separation um, on anybody, you know, who struggles with their sexual identity, because I know for a fact that that's not God's plan. And I see this beautiful picture that he's creating and he's drawing these people that he's highlighted back into his presence because their purpose is insane. And what the enemy used for evil. Yes. God is going to use to blow the roof off what the world has embraced and created, and it's going to be better than ever. I believe we're coming into a season, um, you know, that that maybe we've never operated in, and we're going to learn as we grow. Right. You know, like you said, we don't have the answers, but um, we're going to walk and fail forward with love. Yes. And 
I just, I'm really excited, um, you know, especially using the brazen truth to really um, bring a clarity to people and a love for people to be able to experience the love of God. Right. God is um, really doing something. I feel like there's a revival that's coming. Yes. And that the revival that is coming is going to look like no revival ever has. So different. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that are at its core are going to look so different. Not just be different, but look so different. Yes. And um, I love the beauty for ashes. God's going to take some of these things that the church rejected and make it the cornerstone for the next revival. Yes. Yes. And I see that too with families. Families being healed because a lot of Christian parents, well, not just Christian parents, but mostly Christian parents did not know how to respond. Right. Or they had the pride like we were talking about. And so there's a big wedge, you know, Um, and I just see a lot of families being healed as well. Yes. Um, And, you know, the first step may be the person struggling with their sexuality. They might have to forgive before they're asked for forgiveness. Right. You know, ultimate answer is love. Right. Yeah. And also I think that the enemy is automatically filtering even the words that we're speaking on this episode oh my gosh, yeah. through a lot of hurt and yeah. a lot of lies that, that are screaming rejection, screaming different things, hate speech mm-hmm. and, you know, different things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that when you are, um, when you're addressed like that and you know that's not your heart, your automatic response is a lot of times to try to defend yourself. Yeah. But Jesus didn't try to defend himself. Mm-mm. You know, people spit in his face. They slapped him. They, you know, they they did a lot of horrible things and he did not come to his own defense. In fact, when Peter chopped someone's ear off in, in Jesus' defense, Jesus rebuked him. Yeah. Said, Live by the sword, yeah. die by the sword. Yeah, and not only that, he didn't care about people's reasons. He didn't. Right. He didn't need an answer. Right. He, he didn't really care about our excuses, you know. Um, you know, mom has talked before uh, to, to me about how we have to keep keep it simple. And, um, you know, she reminded me of that, the movie Hitch, you know, where, where Will Smith was trying to teach the, the nerd how to dance, you know. And yeah. he was like acting crazy and being wild. And he's like, duh, keep it simple, you know. And they swayed back and forth. Keep and it right here. Keep it right <laughs> yeah. here. And that's what we have to do as, as Christians is keep it simple. Just love. Yes. You know, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. But love covers a multitude of struggles, a multitude of sins, a multitude of excuses and reasons and arguments in our mind. Yes. If we can learn how to love unfiltered, unadulterated love, right. like the love that God has for us, then we can really make a difference and we could really cancel out every lie and plan that the enemy had. Absolutely. And we just keep the faith no matter how the yeah. storm rages. We believe that God is with us and yes. for us. He goes before us and behind us and around us. Mm-hmm. And every person who comes to him, he says, call on me. That's all you have to do. Wow. Call on me and you will be saved. Yeah. Call on Jesus. So good. You know. So, yeah. Um, thank you so much for for um, being on the show with me and for just being so wise and amazing and loving and for helping me through all my struggles and my friend, my pastor, my sister. Mm-hmm. And I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm really excited. Um, I'm learning so much through the Raisin Truth. And <laughs> I have a list of questions for you that I want you to answer in your next episode. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, next episode is going to be about masturbation. So oh. that, won't be, <laughs> that won't be awkward at all. <laughs> Well, I have zero questions for that. <laughs> that is so funny. Just kidding. I'll send them to you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a great way to end the show. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> thank you. 
Um, so you guys heard that. If you have any questions, please send it to me. Message me. Yes. Find me on Facebook. Send me your questions. I'm not afraid. Um, and since we are um, talking about masturbation next episode, I'm going to be doing the episode solo. Get it? Because no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> wow. Good. I see that what you did there. there. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, that, that's going to be a fun episode. Kind of an awkward one, but uh, I thrive on awkward. Real sometimes. life. Yeah, real life. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got we to gotta talk about these things. So yeah. we're going to talk about what the Bible says about it and what so the Bible good. does not say about it. So good. Because that's important too. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I will see you next time on The Brazen Truth.